Ladies and gentlemen, my guest at this time is the current reigning, defending, undisputed Global Syndicate Wrestling Next Gen Champion, Gio Galvano. Gio, how you doing today, man? Hey, look, thank you for the awesome intro, man. It's great to be here on the Bulletcast. I'm doing fantastic, and uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. Excited for the episode, excited to tell you what's going on in the world of Gio Galvano. Hey, let's let's get right into it, man. So um, I didn't discover who you were until like uh, GSW started popping up. And I had Brandon Ascari, the uh, one of the co-founders and promoter, and you know he 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 threw he dropped your name. He dropped a couple guys' names about uh you know high voltage. We're gonna get into all that. So I'm like, what? And so I started looking you up, and I'm like, yo, this guy's nice. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Yeah, my I, I mean I definitely I think I came in and floated in under the radar a little bit. Um, and and thankfully companies like GSW have given me a platform to to showcase what I can do and. and and the hard work I've been putting in, I've been training in the business for, uh, for almost four years and, and it's really blown up this past year. I know, I know we had a pandemic over the past year, but that meant nothing in terms of the opportunities that I've gotten to like, it's really, it's been an incredible year. I've got to work with GSW, got to work with Northeast wrestling, uh, got Invictus pro wrestling also started up here in the Northeast and I got opportunity with impact. So I'm, I've, I'm, I've been all over the place and, and I'm, continuing to get my name out there man so i appreciate it dude hey man we're gonna get into all of that so let, let's let's start from the beginning uh you discover wrestling by buying a video game you know back when like hollywood video and blockbuster was a thing you and your brother were like yeah, oh, we, we don't we, yeah we we're like oh we don't have a we don't have a fighting game so you get uh was it just bring it if i'm correct right that's right that's right yeah you get I told just, the story on a couple other shows and i know you've heard it and yeah, dude, that was our first game. I was eight years old when I picked that up. Yeah, I mean, most people like you find it on TV and then you start playing, but you did the opposite. You flip flopped it. I did. Did it backwards, which made for a great moment when me and my brother saw the wrestlers from the video game on our TV screen when we turned on SmackDown just by flicking through the channels one day. And so when we saw the same dudes from the game, we, you know, we were hooked. We're like, this is what it's all about right here. We were, we were pumped. That's what's up, man. So you get the game, your brothers, uh, you and your brother start playing, and you said you you were Prince Albert. That was the first guy you chose to play with. Yeah, man, I was the first guy. That's first crazy. Guy. That's crazy, man. So and then you guys find it on TV, and what 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 was it that captivated you? Was it the athleticism? Was it the over the top personalities? Was it the in ring work? What was it? Great question, dude. I, honestly, the athleticism was a huge part of it. Seeing guys hit the ropes and smashing into each other and jumping off the ropes and all these different suplexes. It was just like, it was, it captivated me just to see guys doing all this crazy athletic stuff and, uh, and all the different types of characters that are doing it too. Because when you turn on a professional wrestling show and you see all these different looking people and, and you just wonder, oh, what are they going to bring to the table? So it was just it just captivated us from a, from a character standpoint and and from uh, the athletics standpoint, like you said. Wow, man! So I mean, uh, growing up, you 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 were a, you were you were an athlete. You were a soccer player. You actually you actually had a little bit of a pro career. I did man? I got to play. I have three pro games under my belt. There, so, you, there uh, you yeah, go. Over in Italy, I yeah, think. Dude, so. I think you're the first professional. I think you're the first professional um, soccer player to transition into wrestling, to pro wrestling. 
There's not many. I, I mean, I can name one. There was the, the and he made it to the, the top level, top of the top. He was a goalkeeper for the German national team about 10 years ago. His name is Tim Wiese. And he actually got picked up by uh, WWE. And he was at the Performance Center for a little while. Yeah, after, after he retired from playing goalkeeper, he put on a lot of muscle, a lot of size. Um, and then there's actually a clip of it. You can find it online. If you type in Tim, his last name is W-I-E-S-E, Visa. And he, dude, there's a clip. He's at an, an ex, uh, some WWE live show in Germany. And he comes out and he, and he, and he beats up on, uh, oh, man. I think, I think the New Day was involved. It's, I'm blanking right now. I think the New Day was involved. But he, I mean, that's the guy who was, he was playing with, with Germany. And he was one of the most famous keepers over there in Europe. So he, uh, he transitioned. But I haven't heard of him the past couple of years. But he was at the Performance Center. And, um, yeah, dude, it's definitely a sport that there's not much crossover action going on with these two sports. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're playing pro soccer, you know, you got three games under your belt. Like you said, why, what, why'd you stop? What, what went on? Uh, I, to be honest, man, I, I was, uh, I got to the point where I wasn't enjoying it and it really felt like work more than, than the, I wasn't finding the joy that I used to find in it. So, um, I knew I needed to take a step back. So I came back from Italy uh, and I just I spent time with the family, spent time getting my associates degree at school and work and also working in the family business. My family owned a restaurant at the time. So I was bartending, working over there. So, and in that time period, I was preparing for the wrestling ring, to be honest, man, I knew. And that was the thing I knew deep down that I was going to wrestle one day. It was just a matter of when, and I knew that that was the time. So I spent, I spent two years putting on some, some good size and uh, just, you know, making my own living, making my own, you know, having job for the first time, like on a regular basis. And, and so in preparing for wrestling school. And then when the time was right, I was 22 years old, pulled the trigger on that. And I started training at team 3d Academy in, in Danbury, Connecticut. I know we're, we're going to talk about that, but uh, I, I listened to you on circle, a uh, circle of debate and uh, you were, you were kicked out for wanting to pursue a career in wrestling. Uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, so I, I joined the school and I eventually I had to come forth and tell my dad about, about what I was doing. Um, so right after I joined the school, I had a conversation with him and I explained to him, this is what I want to do. Um, this is my dream since I was a kid. And he said, that's fine. You could do whatever you want, but you're not going to do it under my roof. So, you know, I, I had a girlfriend at the time I moved in with her. Uh, and it was, it was, it was a time where I had to transition and figure out, okay, what's the next step for me. And so I, and then after that, I got a place in Connecticut cause we, you know, things changed. She went to school um, and I got a place in Connecticut near the school, stayed there for a few months. And then uh, eventually my dad and I reconciled. Um, he still hasn't totally accepted the wrestling thing, but, but that's besides the point. That's not, it's not getting in the way of our relationship anymore, which is great. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a, a challenge right off the bat. Um, a, a challenge, you know, in my life, in my personal life and my wrestling life, it, you know, that's a perfect example of them intertwining. And it was a good chance for me to, to step up to the plate and, and stand up for myself and do 
and just understand and make that pact to myself, Philip. All right, this is what I want to do. And I, no, no one's going to stop me. No matter what happens, I'm going to figure out a way to do this. So, and that's what happened. And I'm that's, doing it. That's awesome, man. You took a bet on yourself and that's important. That's that's important, one hundred percent. Because we don't we don't really hear hear stories about like because normally the the story is so, sorry my phone went off. Normally the story is like, oh my parents they were cool with it or they just said eh, if you want to do it go do it. But we don't really hear stories about like no you're not gonna do that. So that, that that's that's uncommon. So I, I mean I um it's yeah I, I guess I guess I mean I can't speak for everyone but I can all but I can speak for everyone in the sense that um. I, everyone has had someone, at least one person, tell them, oh, really? You're doing wrestling? What's that about? Why are you doing that? Like, I, everyone's, every performer in this business, every worker in this business is, has probably have probably has one person, at least in their life, who's, who's kind of doubted them a little bit in it. But not to take away from all the support that people have, because I can tell you right now, despite having my dad, who was a little bit of an obstacle in the beginning, I've been blessed with a lot of people who have supported me. So, you know, it's just part of life. No matter what you do, there's going to be people who, who agree with it and people who have a different opinion. So it's just a matter of sticking with what you believe in and what, and what you, uh, what you want to do. So your mom, brothers, the rest of the family was cool with it. Yeah, they, they understood. Um, they, they, they definitely understood. Uh, and they, they could see the, the drive, the determination to do it. That's so, awesome. That's awesome, man. So Team 3D, I mean, Bully Ray, Devon, Hall of Famers, arguably the greatest tag team or at least the most successful tag team of all time, hands down. What's that experience like? Is Bully Ray, is he is he really as intense as he is on TV or what's up? So the, one of the things with him is, is well, one of the big things is, you know, sometimes you don't know where the line is between like Bully Ray and who he is in real life like you just don't know where the line is but I, I i can speak for him as a teacher he's an incredible incredible teacher incredible mentor uh he gives us the foundation that we need to succeed in the in this business i mean he prepares us he gives us that foundation uh so that we're ready for battle we're ready for whatever comes our way um i mean he's a straight shooter straight talker and uh he'll you know he's, he has no problem telling you what you need to work on and, and how to get there so he's, he's an incredible mentor, incredible teacher. That's awesome, man. Did he hit you with the, do you know who we are? Did, did, did he hit you guys with the... <laughs> he throws out He throws out that accent. You know, you hear that New York come out of him a lot. Hey, that's what's up, man. I mean, to, to be under the tutelage of Bully Ray, and I'm, I assume Devon was there too, right? Uh, Devon hasn't been at the, the school up here in the Northeast. He he, he takes care of team uh, the Team 3D affiliate down in Florida. I, uh, I think it's renamed now. I think it's Devon Dudley Academy, something like that. But yeah, he's been in Florida training, and uh, Bully Ray runs the the affiliate up here in the, the Northeast. Uh, that's what's up, man. I mean, to be under the tutel, I think Bully Ray's I'm underrated as, as a singles guy because I mean, you look at the TNA run and and whatnot, like just to be under the tutelage of of that dude. That's that's what's up, man. Very so lucky. Now, so now let's talk about your first your first match. You're doing some stuff with uh, House of Hardcore. You go up to Canada with uh, MCM, uh, Mucho Chris Mojo, and uh, you guys just like want to like try to set up the ring or set up some chairs or something, right? Yeah. And then and then Tommy Dreamer's like, "You guys got your gear. You're on first. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like maybe two or three hours before the show. He signed in autographs. 
and just went to go shake his hand. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here, Gio. Chris, you guys got your gear? All right, great. You're on first. And boom, that was and – I, and I told the story in another podcast. It, the funniest part about it was I, I, didn't, I wasn't prepared with my tan. So I, I, came, I came out there, Philip, whiter than Seamus. Uh, but I was very lucky because t- the way Tommy set it up was he had the ring announcer say before my music hit – uh, that it was my first match. So the people before even seeing me come through, they, they were, Oh my God, this, it's this kid's first match. And boom, they see me through the bus through the curtain. And so they were behind me from the get go. I was lucky. So MCM, was it his first match also? It was his second match. He had one a few months prior at a, at a camp show. Um, he started his training before me. So uh, he advanced a little quicker and, and yeah, his, it was his second match. So we were we were right there sharing that moment together. So I assume you've done some training with Tommy Dreamer. What's what, what's that like? Tommy, he's 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 funny to have around. He he, he definitely gets a lot of laughs out of us. And uh, but he's also a straight shooter. He'll tell you like it is. And he offers his own twist on things. Um, his own we call it flavors of ice cream. Everyone's got their own flavor of ice cream. Um, so he. Bubba might tell us to do one thing one way and Tommy might say, that's cool, but guys, this also makes sense. You can do it like this. Um, so it's, it's a fresh perspective. It's, it's someone who, yeah, he's worked all over the world for, I think for, you know, going on four decades, something like that. Like he's been working so long. Um, I think he worked in the eighties, the nineties, the 2000s, the 2010s, something like that. Now the 20s. So the nineties, the 2000s, the 2010s, and now he's working in the 20s. So, I mean, that's someone who's like his scope of the business, his, the way he sees things, he, he's, he's seen it all. He's seen so much. So he, uh, it's just another great perspective that we're lucky to have at our school. Yeah, man. I mean, he's been in there with just about everyone, you yeah. know, from yeah. the RVDs to the Christians to the big shows, you know, he's, he's been in there and done the dance with everybody. I assume you're a huge ECW fan, given the fact that you've been learning from these two ECW <laughs> legends. I was, I, 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 when I was 10 years old, my older brother, Jason, he gave me, uh, the rise and fall of ECW DVD. Cause I had no idea what ECW, uh, was before that. I was, it was 2005 when that DVD came out when we passed it down to me and he told me like, gee, wait till you see this. This is, this is the real stuff right here. And so when I threw it on and I just was like, I was mesmerized seeing Sabu fly through tables seeing these guys, just different style of wrestling. Uh, and also seeing guys that I've been watching on WWE for a few years, seeing them when they were younger. And, oh, wow, look how that person to be. So it was it was cool, man. I, I fell in love. And I was and that was it was cool to fall in love with it as a 10-year-old kid at that time because that was when WWE started coming out with the, the one-night stand shows. And... Ordering those pay-per-views as a kid, man, it was like, whoa, my mind was blown. So you said you 2005, you're 10. So what are you born, 95? Yeah, dude. I'm, yeah, 95. 96. This is cool, dude. Oh, look at that. This is what's up. All right. We're, we're boys. We are boys. That, that is what's up, man. So, I mean, first first match in Canada, That that's pretty cool. Learn, learning under Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray. And then, you know, you're. I, I guess for the last couple of years, you've been start, trying to start getting in your groove the pandemic hits, but you start picking up bookings at Invictus Pro. Yeah, that was my first booking uh, after the pandemic hit. That was in September. 
And it was a show that we, we helped put together in, in, on a, on a farm, actually, it was like this farm setting because of the restrictions at the time we couldn't go indoors. So the promoter of Invictus, Alex Asetta, he found a, a spot in, uh, in South Jersey that was on a farm. And we had, we had about a little under a hundred people there and it was just, it was great to be back. Um, it was great to have a crowd there and, and it was just, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome experience. It was in making history too, as Invictus's first ever show. That's crazy. I, I just went to a, a show on Sunday. It was on a farm and it was that company's first show. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. that you, it's crazy that you just said that. <laughs> That's freaky, man. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you're working in Invictus Pro. You're working uh, New England wrestling, like like you said. Northeast. Uh, Northeast. North, Northeast, Northeast, Northeast wrestling. Uh, you get a gig with Impact for a little bit. Yeah, that was cool, man. That was actually a few weeks after that Invictus show in September. So this was October. And I got the invite to go to Nashville and, and, and uh, be a part of the tapings for that month. And uh, it was, an, it was an amazing experience, Philip. It was really cool. That, that locker room over there, you could get the vibes right away. It's a good family oriented feel. And uh, and obviously great to be alongside those, those talented performers and, and to experience some, you know, some real TV studio wrestling for the first time in my career. So it was, it was great. So who, 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 who are you, who are you getting advice from? Is it, is it the good brothers? Is it Moose? Is Scott Demore pulling you aside or what's going on? Uh, I had the chance to talk to a lot of people um, and, and just get, you know, get to know some of them, some of them, some of the talks were about wrestling. Some of the talks were about like Scott Demore, you know, Oh, you're Italian. Where's your family from? He told me where his family was from, stuff like that, you know, just getting to know people. And, and uh, it was cool to meet Ken Shamrock too, because he was going, he was in the hall of fame that, that, uh, that month there was something going on with the hall of fame and he was, he was there and he was getting inducted and, and, uh, and it was great to, to meet him and just, cause that's, that's, you know, an MMA and wrestling legend who, who I watched growing up and I looked up to growing up. So even guys like him, guys, I never expect just out of nowhere, like, Holy smoke, there's Ken Shamrock. Hey, Ken, how you doing? And then, uh, so yeah, it was great. Great to, to, to learn from everyone and, and get little pieces of advice here and there. Yeah, man. It's, it's great. It's nice to, when you get to see like legends like that, you're like, Holy smoke, that's, that's so-and-so, you know, and then, then they'll sit and talk to you for a little bit and you get to learn little instances about the business. So that's cool, man. Yeah. So now we got to get to the meat of the interview GSW global syndicate wrestling. Uh, I found out about it, like on social media, I was just scrolling through. I'm like, Oh, what is this? Okay. And then, you know, Brandon, he comes on, we do our interview. He said, he said, there's going to be a, a show uh, for um, lesser known talent to kind of like get, get uh, experience working in front of the camera and whatnot. And that comes out to be high voltage. I'm the uh, commentator for high voltage. So um, you become the first ever next gen champion, man. What's going through your mind, like leading up to this? Cause it's a battle Royal. And then the last two are you and uh, Anthony Gangone, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Yeah, yeah, man. And then like you, you hit your uh, the the finish, the good game, Balmae, and one, two, three. We're the we're the champ. Yeah, how, dude. Big moment. How's big how, moment, how's that feel, dude? Um, first off, thank you for doing the commentary. 
for that big moment. And thank you for that awesome commentary you've been doing. I love the intensity you bring to the table and the energy you bring to the table, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. I, I made a joke to Brandon. I was like, hey, man, what? I'll do like a match. And then he was like, hey, you want to do the whole show? I'm like, oh, okay. So, I mean, th- thank you for, for, for the, for <laughs> the, the Thank you for the critique, man. I appreciate that. You know, it, it's my pleasure to be on the call for, I think that's your first championship win, right? It, yep, it is my first title. And it's cool that my first title is also um, the first championship reign in, in next gen history, GSW next gen history. You know what I'm saying? It's, so it's the first championship. To, to bring that championship into the fold is, was, you know, is an honor. And yeah, dude, it was big, it was big moment. Um, definitely like a moment where I soaked in, like, wow, this is happening right now in my career, nice and early. And, and the work is paying off. Just another example of, of how the work pays off. And the belief in yourself like pays off because I always, I've, I've always believed I'm, I'm going to find that success in this business. And, you know, to have that success start coming, it's like, Ooh, okay, this is work is paying off. Keep going, keep going. So it's great moment, soaked it in. And then the performer and, and the, uh, the competitor in me is thinking, okay, all right, now what's next. What's the next challenge with this belt? How does geo evolve with this belt? So I mean, you, you, you've, you've defended it. Uh, cause I, I, I tell people that when, when I talk about GSW, I'm like, so neck high voltage is kind of like their NXT is the best way to put it. You know, it's not a demotion to anybody. It's just kind of the best way to put it to like the, the casual fan, etc. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but you're, you're, you're the champ of that. And, uh, Brandon said, whoever the next gen champion is, they're guaranteed on uh, a spot on one of the pay-per-views and you were at inception. You were, you were in the, uh, the triple threat. So what was that like to wrestle on pay-per-view? Yeah, it, I definitely dro- on my way to the uh, to the Monster Factory in South Jersey that day. I was driving down and I was definitely, it was in my mind, okay, this is the first time I'm wrestling on a live stream. Or actually, no, it was my second time wrestling on a live stream. And uh, yeah, it has the PPV name to it. So, but it's, it's, I wasn't psyching myself out or anything. It was just, okay, this is another day at the office. This is, I'm ready for this. And uh it's yeah, it was it was a great experience. I, I really enjoyed working with with Ricky Reyes and Smiley. Um, they've been in the business a long time, um, so it's two more guys I can learn from. And and yeah, to be a part of that night was cool because it was the first show I I did indoors with a crowd since the pandemic. So to have it be also a pay per view at the same time, it added to that that big fight feel of that. Of I think every match on that show had kind of that pay-per-view big match feel so it was cool it was a really good experience yeah man i had some friends in the building some other podcasters and they were like hey man that, that geo dude is nice i'm like i told you <laughs> oh, yeah. you saw that you saw me right before them yeah so i mean let's talk about high voltage i mean i know that you, you guys just did a, a live taping you, you mixed it up with hammerstone yeah i'm, 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 not, I'm not gonna give any spoilers but uh I mean that that's cool. I mean the, the Hammerstone, he's the the world champion, and you're yep. you're the next gen champion. It's kind of like the WWE champion, NXT champion, mixing it up. So yep. I mean, I, I've been a fan of Hammerstone for a couple of years. I mean he he's one he's a champion for one of the promotions out here. What what's it like to be in the ring with that dude? Uh, I mean he's 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 a superstar, and he he walks and talks like a superstar, and he and he wrestles like one. You know he's. He's a tough dude, and he's an intense dude uh, when that bell rings. So, but it was great. It was awesome, dude. Really, it was a pleasure and honor to work with him. That's what's yeah, up. Well, and all these listeners right now, 
like Philip's been talking about, he's talking about high voltage. Please, if you tune in on YouTube, you you won't regret it. It's going to be, uh, we got some good stuff coming out over the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned and you'll be able to see it right before Catalyst, which I'm sure we'll talk about in, in a few. Yes. So, I mean, high voltage, man. What, what are your thoughts about that roster? I mean, we got you, we got MCM, we got Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Mm-hmm. Uh it's 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 a nice it's a nice solid roster you know you mentioned anthony gang going before uh there's another really good heel uh in the brooklyn outlaw donovan Um, yes and 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 i have a there's a match it's me and super nitro uh who we're going to take on donovan and and gangone in a tag match on on one of the high voltage episodes coming up so i mean check that out because the crowd is involved. I mean, and, and to see Gangone and Donovan work in front of a crowd, they know how to get heat. And it's so it's really it was, it's been a pleasure working with, with this talent. It really is. It's dynamic, diverse roster for sure. Absolutely, man. I mean, we got we got Catalyst coming up uh, this month on the 22nd. Uh, you're the champ. You're guaranteed a spot. So what well, who are you looking to mix it up with? Uh, stay tuned and we'll see. Um, it's, I, I, I want to catapult myself somehow, some way into the main event picture. Um, and, and you mentioned Hammerstone before I called him out on Instagram and, uh, you'll see what unfolds there. And then you'll see maybe some other names, some other main event names that, that were on the inception card. You'll see him May 22nd fight TV on catalyst and, you know, tune in, you'll, you'll find out, you'll see who Gio's, uh, going in the ring with. Hey man, that that show's about to be hot. You, Hammerstone, Fatu, Chris Dinkinson, um, I, I, Davey Richards, he's coming out of retirement to, to lace him up. Come on, I mean, come on, man, that show's about well, to be. And then for GSW to get Austin Aries to come out, and then to get Davey Richards, it's just a testament to to I think what the what the the talent and what the workers see in this promotion and uh, the vision that GSW has, and people want to be a part of it. So it's. I'm very blessed to be a part of it, and it's cool to see the the hype is is growing. Yeah, man. I mean, you just started. You're starting to make a nice name for yourself with GSW, and I'm sure on the uh, Jersey, New York independent scene with Invictus Pro and NEW, man. So, what's next for you? I, 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 I you said you want to make hit that main event level in GSW. I mean, I, I know they're looking to introduce some tag titles at some point in time, possibly later on in the year or next year. Uh, are, you want to win the triple crown? You want to be the first ever GSW Grand Slam champion? What are we doing? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, the, dude, there's no limits, man. There's no ceiling to where I can go. And, you know, if, if I would love to get a Grand Slam championship and just continue to decorate myself. Um, but it's one step at a time. And now uh, it's going to be a busy spring, busy summer. Uh, GSW, of course, we got the Catalyst Show coming up in May. Uh, Invictus has a show coming up in June and Northeast wrestling and EW will be running a lot, uh, this upcoming, these upcoming next three, four months, there's going to be a lot of NEW stuff, a lot of big shows working in some, some big stadiums in the area, some big baseball stadiums. So it's, it's definitely going to be an exciting summer. It's going to be a hot summer for Gio Galvano. And, uh, but yeah, it's one step at a time. Um, definitely I have my sights set on the next show and the next show after that. And it's, and it's, uh, just being present as present as I can in the moment and, and delivering and given, given the crowd, given these wrestling fans who have stuck loyal to the product, uh, 
who help pro wrestling keep going, I'm going to give them something that they're going to be entertained with, hopefully. So that's what I'm trying to do, Philip. Hey, I love that, man. And uh, Brandon, he he did an interview. I forgot who it was with. But he, when he, you were brought up because, you know, you're the next-gen champion. He said there was a Shawn Michaels element to you. And I'm like, you know what? I, I see it. Like, like, like late rocker Shawn going into the heartbreak kid. I, 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 see, I see that. Uh, you guys aren't the first people to see that. I mean, I, I'm staying humble here because it's what, what, a what a humbling, uh, comparison. Um, but I mean, that's someone who any worker in the business, you can watch Shawn Michaels and you can learn, okay, that's what pro wrestling is all about. So, um, yeah, dude, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not anyone to say I'm just, I'm Gio Galvano. That's who I am. That's who I wake up every day. And, and then that's who I am. I'm Gio. Um, but yeah, to get a little comparison here and there, it's cool. It's cool, dude. I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I, loved, I watched Sean growing up, loved him. My brothers loved him. And yeah, man, it's, 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 cool to, it's cool to learn from these guys too, to, to go back and watch these legends that I watched growing up as a performer now and seeing, okay, what can I, what can I take from their game and apply it to, to Gio's game? So yeah, man, I appreciate it. Absolutely. So as we wind down, this is the rapid portion. Uh, this is the rapid fire portion of the interview. So, favorite wrestler of all time? So, if I had to choose one, I think I'd go. I'd go Edge, probably. Wearing an Edge shirt right now. Oh, I didn't even see that. <laughs> what was it about the rated R superstar? Um, he was just like when I was a kid, he was my guy. I, I right before he became rated R superstar, he was my guy. So. Uh, when he turned heel, it didn't matter to me. It did not matter to young Giovanni. It didn't it, I was, I still loved him, stuck with him, stayed loyal. And to go, I think what, what takes him to my top guys is, is the fact that I watched him with that, with, through that Cena run. And, uh, cause I didn't want Cena to get the title back then. Uh, and to see him keep winning and winning and then boom, edge catches in the money in the bank. It was like, Oh my God. It's like, there's a moment I'll never forget. So, yeah, yeah dude. How, how'd you feel about his return last year at the Rumble? Uh, I thought it was awesome. And and to see him come back in that shape, you know, it's a testament to, to it doesn't matter. Age is just a number. And I, I love guys who come in and prove that. Age is just a number. And it's great. It's great to have him back. Great to have him in the – I'm sure all those young guys in WWE, to have Edge walking around and to – to pick his brain, get his advice. That's, that's, that's awesome. So everyone benefits with, with edge around in, in the company. Absolutely. Uh, favorite tag team of all time. I assume the Dudleys. Uh, well, no, it's actually going to be edge and Christian uh, it, on that note. Cause my brother liked Christian, my brother Vincenzo, he liked Christian and I liked edge and those were our two guys. So we just stuck, we stuck together and we, we love them. Hey man, that's what's up. Well, let's see you pop up on darker elevation one time and wrestle Christian. <laughs> oh, that'd be something. Never, never say never, man. No, never. Uh, what's your favorite gimmick of all time? Like me, I'm a Razor Ramon guy. I love the gimmick. Do, do you love Gold Dust? You love Doink? You love Repo Man? You love Eugene? Like, uh, what is it? So, I and I've talked about this wrestler on a lot of other uh, podcasts I've done. I've talked about Sabu and how much I love Sabu. And the reason why he's my favorite gimmick of all time, Philip, is for the simple reason that 
no matter if he won or if he lost, he always damaged his opponent. It was all, I mean, the opponent never walked out of the ring, you know, without, without something, you know, without being damaged. So I think Sabu, there's just something about him when, especially early in that ECW run where he was coming out in the straight jacket and he was, it was like this, this monster was about to get unleashed. And there's just something about that, that gimmick. It's like, if you know, no matter when he enters that ring, he's going to damage his opponent, then he has a chance of winning any match. So that dynamic I think makes it really exciting. Absolutely. Uh, favorite match of all time. Um, so in 2015, my brothers and I, all my brothers, we, we, we got in the car, we drove to Philly and we got to go to the Royal Rumble in Philly. This is the Royal Rumble that Roman Reigns won. Um, the famous one, but right before that was the triple threat match for the WWE world title. And it was Lesnar, Rollins, and Cena. And to be, at, to be at the Wells Fargo Center that night and to watch that match go down, it was, it was sick. That, that match sticks out to me. Dude, man, that, that match was such a banger. I right? mean, like, Brock getting put through tables and Seth bouncing off of him, diving, and yeah. the, the knee out of nowhere to Brock's skull. Like, it, it was yep. it was it was just fire, dude. It was total fire, and this was right. This was on the run of Brock Lesnar after beating the streak, so he was so hot, so over. And then you have Cena, who's who's you know the Hogan of our generation, so he's he's in the mix. Then you have Seth Rollins guy, who like people weren't fully sold on yet. Some people were accepting him as the one of the top guys, but some people weren't sold on yet. He was still breaking through. Um, so it was like that young stud coming in the mix and it was just all those dynamics in the match, man. It was, like you said, it was a banger. And last up favorite match that you've had. Oh man. Um, I, it's hard to choose just one. Um, but I did in 2019, I got to do a match in Canada with MCM, uh, at, this, this arena called the Leon center. It was in Kingston, Ontario. And we, we did a match in front of 2000 people and we opened up the show and I remember Jimmy, Jimmy mouth of the heart, uh, mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. He opened up the show um, with like a whole speech. They sung the Canadian national anthem. They sung the American national anthem. And then they introduced MCM first and MCM came out with the Golden State Warriors jersey and this was right after the Raptors beat them in the NBA finals so he has he has the Warriors jersey on he comes out with the American flag all these Canadians are booing him and then they build me from Toronto when I come out there so people have a great match MCM did a great job uh you know getting heat and and uh and and then I won and it was crazy because the ring announcer at the time, he had a Toronto Raptors jersey in his car. So he pulled it out during our match, came back. And when I was walking up the ramp, he threw the jersey at me. It was a Vince Carter retro Raptors jersey. And I threw that jersey on and boom, the place, they got even at that point because they were just, it was like the pride of Toronto, the pride of, of Canada. So I, for those few minutes, I felt Canadian. And it was definitely, it was a moment in my young career that, I'll never forget. 
they have to make you an honorary Canadian now. <laughs> Got a ways to go before we get there, but hey. Oh man, just don't wear any uh, Toronto gear out here because people they will they will bite your head off. They t- you're you're in the Bay Area. Hey so. man, I, I was repping I was repping Toronto during that time, and I I don't I'm not I'm not allowed where the Warriors play still. Oh wow, so you so you're saying that from experience? Don't rep any Toronto stuff. No, dude, I did it as a joke, and people were not happy. I'm like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Geo, man, thank you so much. This has been an awesome conversation. I love your in-ring work. Um, I, I'm glad that I get to commentate your matches on a GSW High Voltage. Uh, man, where can the people find you? So you can find me on Instagram at Geo underscore Galvano, and you can find me on Twitter now at Geo underscore official, spell the official with a zero. And you'll be up to date on everything that's going on in the world of Gio Galvano. Philip, I really appreciate it, man. No problem, man. Thank you. Um, follow Gio wherever he said. Global Syndicate Wrestling High Voltage on YouTube. Please check that out. Catalyst is coming up on May 22nd on Fight TV. This has been the Microphone Messiah and the current reigning, defending, undisputed Global Syndicate Wrestling Next Gen Champion. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.